I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to My Millennial Investor. Today we have a special guest, Matt Wilson. He's the Vice President and Chief Market Strategist at Moomoo Australia. Matt has extensive experience in financial markets and his previous roles include Head of Strategy and Marketing at Sequoia Financial Group and CEO Asia Pacific at IG Markets. He's also held senior roles in trading and derivatives at Deutsche Bank, NZ Securities and Colonial State Bank. Matt is available to provide market commentary and specifically just general advice on personal finance, investment behaviors, and trading strategies. He's done some interviews for some smaller places like Stockhead, Yahoo Finance, and Finder. But today, he has graced us with his presence on My Millennial Investor. So let's get into it. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's talk to Matt. So Matt, thanks for being on today. Outside of what I just uh, went over with your particular background, is there anything that you can mention that you can talk about a little something I didn't cover in your blurb? I know you've got a, a lot of experience, not to make you sound older than you are, but I mean, this is a show dedicated towards millennials. So you've been investing for as long as a lot of our audience has been alive. So what kind of uh, advice or gleans can you give to us? Maybe uh, interesting tidbits that we wouldn't think about as uh, 2023 20, investors. Yeah, well, it, thank you, Nick. It's it's quite interesting, really, when you uh, you reflect on it. And um, I guess you know you've hit the main points about my background. Um, what it does give you is perspective on on a whole range of things. And uh, often human nature doesn't change. So things that happened uh, 25, 30 years ago often repeat themselves because. You know, people forget. People don't have as long of memories, or new people are coming into the markets. And uh, you know, it's interesting. Recently, the Warren Buffett, uh, you know, annual Woodstock for capitalists. Yeah, uh, yeah, Berkshire Fest is what they're calling. Yeah, it. yeah. And you know, people. It's amazing how people just sit there and um, you know they drool over these pearls of wisdom that, that drip off his tongue. And I'm not sort of claiming to have that that level of uh, of wisdom, but you know, it's great listening to people who who can put things in perspective because um, sometimes markets move around in weird weird ways and, you know, someone turns around and says, well, actually, you know, this we've been sort of in this situation before and this is what happened and, um, you know, that, that's kind of interesting and I, I find that's sometimes a blessing and sometimes a curse actually but it is, it is interesting and I find people, you know, engage with that. I always like to tell a story what made me interested in investing in the first place. I was in seventh grade uh, economics class and we had this stock picking game like it was across. I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, and we had this stock picking game that uh, was across the city of Anchorage. And they gave you $50,000 like a paper trading account, which I know you guys are doing a paper trading campaign as well. And it was in what? 99 or 2000 and I you know picked Microsoft and this company called Tipcosoft and like Coca-Cola and you know both Microsoft and Tipcosoft even within the semester 
like had a stock split and they you know doubled in price and I thought I was the world's best investor. You know, being in seventh grade, I was like, this is so easy, but it sparked in me like this desire for investing and it's stuck with me for you know thirty years, twenty five years or so since then. Like, is there a thing that made you interested in the investing world, or did you kind of stumble into investing? What got you going on this? I, I kind of stumbled into it. It's um, I've always been been good at maths and I've got a reasonable memory, so. Uh, that kind of helps in, in financial markets. And, you know, at the time when I got involved, it was in the 80s, you know, the markets were exploding uh, and the financial services industry really exploded. It was it was interesting. So, you know, getting a job, they were looking for anyone who, who uh, you know, had uh, good math skills and a good memory and I just kind of stumbled into, finagled my way into a job and uh, and got interested in it. I've always been interested in making money and this seemed like a pretty pretty good idea. So uh, it's fair to say I'm still at it here uh, 40 years later. So I haven't been, you know, as successful as some. <laughs> so are you are you a quant guy? Is that is that your angle when you first started trading? Do you do quantitative analysis kind of stuff? Or Yeah, look, actually, that's a really good uh, question because I, I think one of the hardest things about trading is people learning about themselves and learning about what your you know, how much effort you're prepared to put in, how much risk you're prepared to take. You know, I see people when they start trading, they, you know, they might have a, a down day and they panic and they sell out. And I think having a bit of perspective and being around for a long time, you learn to take a slightly longer view. And I'm very comfortable with my, uh, you know, my trading style. And that wouldn't suit everybody. I mean, I, I tend to be just in my personal portfolio, I tend to be um, very concentrated, you know, so I find stocks that I like and I really learn about them. And I, I, you know, trade uh, in size that's probably against what all the textbooks say. But, you know, I'm sitting there looking at markets all day, living and breathing it. Most people don't do that. So, yeah, I think, you know, you've got to get comfortable with yourself, get comfortable with what risk you're prepared to take. You've always got to be prepared to say, well, if I lose that or if I drop 20%, then, you know, you've got to be very happy. And Warren Buffett often says, you know, if they shut the market tomorrow for three years, would you be happy owning the stocks in your portfolio? And I think, it's not a bad for me that actually resonates because you know if you like the company and you like the business and you know you're taking a longer term view then more often than not you you're going to get those things right and uh, you know like you did with Microsoft. Yeah, the Microsoft was certainly just a I fell into that one but uh, you know sometimes you do just get lucky. Sometimes you find a company you like a little bit of the financials and it just takes off and you know that's the power of holding stocks for long term and doing your research and preparing before you make investment decisions. You know, what you touched on right there, like I think the psychology is such a hard thing for a lot of people, especially if you're trading, like the differentiating between an active trader rather than just like someone who's investing long term. Like on the podcast, we talk a lot about dollar cost averaging, you know, putting money yeah. aside every month and just, just chugging away, find some indexes you like, whether it's the SPY or the ASX and just kind of, you know, go for it. Like, you know, you mentioned Buffett, like that's what Buffett's telling the average people to do. He, he said, LeBron James, if LeBron James came to him and said, Hey, I've got $40 million to invest, which he does, uh, chump change for LeBron. Uh, I got 40 million to invest. What do I do? He, he said he would tell LeBron James to just buy the S and P 500 fund and just, you know, dollar cost average your way into there. But the yeah. psychology of that can weigh so much on people. And I know you've seen countless bear markets. You've, you know, seen the dot-com boom. You've seen the dot-com bust, you know, 2018, the Christmas Eve massacre, you know, COVID <laughs> dip. Uh, yeah. You know, now we're in this particular market. Do you have do you have words of wisdom that our audience of like how to be a long-term investor in tough market conditions and, you know, something maybe that's kept you steady throughout the years? Yeah, I think, 
you know, we're really, I think, at an, inf- an inflection point. You know, we've got, we've had zero level interest rates effectively for, you know, the better part of a decade. Uh, the Fed is now, you know, inflation has, has come along and most, a lot of people have never dealt with inflation before and the, the Fed and central banks around the world are, you know, sharply jacking up interest rates. And, you know, things are starting to bend and things are starting to break with, you know, some of the regional banks in the US in particular. And that's that's kind of normal behaviour. But for when people see that, they go, oh, my goodness, here we are, we're going through another GFC or, you know, what, what's happening? So I think it's a really tricky it's a really tricky time, um, but what it, it gets back to fundamentals and saying, well, you know, we need companies with earnings. We need companies that have got a moat around the business. And when we, you know, we talk about a moat where where companies have, you know, they're protected from their competitors because it, you know, Apple is a great example. You know, the whole Apple ecosystem is extraordinary, and people who love Apple just keep buying Apple products regardless of the price. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's one of Buffett's favorite stocks as well, and. You know, that's a kind of a, that's a moat business. You know, you've got others like Samsung who have great products or there's, you know, there's other people around, but the people who like a- Apple are real devotees to, to the product. And, you know, that's, that's extraordinary. So if you can find companies that have a really good business model, you know, Coca-Cola is probably another one, you know, there's a bunch of them, but where they have, uh, you know, their revenues don't really dip in, in recessions. And, um, you know, we, we're at that point where we may be heading into recession in the US. And, it, you know, the question, is it going to be mild? Is it going to be heavy? And, you know, you want stocks that have security of earnings and are going to continue to, to generate income and, and profits during those kind of periods. And that's, um, you know, not always obvious, but I think if, you you know, you get comfortable with stocks and that's why, you know, some people who are new to trading, um, you know, they might get disheartened if they have a few losses early on in the piece. And uh, my advice to them would be to sort of go back and just start doing a little bit more research about companies and and, and their you want good management, you want good earnings, uh, security of income, and, and they should be able to ride through the storm. I don't want to harp on your past too much, but one thing that really stuck out to me in your resume was your uh, time with Deutsche on the trading floor. Um, when I was in college, I did a little bit of time with uh, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and actually seeing the guys on the floor still, like they're yelling, they're you know trading you know pig commodities and you know all sorts of futures. I know when you were probably at Deutsche, it was... What was that like? Was that a similar experience? Are you actually on the trading desk? Are you taking calls over the phone? Like, what was your physical day to day look like on that trading desk? Um, well, I should just point out that I, you know I have been to the Chicago Board of Trade, and uh, my goodness, what an amazing place that was! Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, just extraordinary how close people work together and how many people they they jammed into in there. But um, so, you know, my role, I was really, I was head of sort of structured products. So I was uh, equity structured products. So I was doing things like warrants and options and derivatives and, uh, you know, equity financing, you know, financing um, institutions and corporates, you know, doing, you know, takeover bids and uh, things like that. So that was kind of my day-to-day role, uh, liaising with clients and then trying to use, uh, you know, I guess, fancy financial engineering to, to yeah. engineer outcomes for people. So your the suit you're wearing was more important than the uh, deodorant that you're wearing for those guys in the mercantile. You left your hand to trade some socks. You better have the right deodorant on. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, and uh, yeah, people should go and have a look at Trading Places, the movie if, uh, with Eddie Murphy. If you've never oh, seen yeah. it, that'll give you a really good idea. Yeah, you'll never look at oranges the same way after, after <laughs> That's that true. movie. <laughs> That's a great movie. Do, do you have all right? Last last uh, side note comment. Do you have a? Is that your favorite financial movie? Because there's so many good ones out there. 
look, that, that was really the first one that resonated with me. It was an extraordinary story and, um, you know, and I spent my, a good part of my career in the futures market. So I ran a futures trading desk for nine years and uh, with, with ANZ. Um, and so, yeah, that, that resonated big time with, with, with me because it is, you know, it's the, it's the cutting edge of, of uh, financial markets and um, I think Warren Buffett calls them what weapons of uh, mass destruction and uh, or financial destruction. But, you know, used, if people know how to use derivatives, um, you know, they're really, really powerful. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm sort of uh, having affinity with that. Very yeah, nice. that is a good movie. My, my favorite is probably too inappropriate to mention on a uh, <laughs> podcast. We'll, we'll keep going. Okay, so we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Matt from Moomoo, Australia. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, so now you're at Moomoo Australia. You're the chief market strategist over there. What makes you excited, like, you know, with this incredible resume that you have, like what made you excited to come over and work with Moomoo Australia? Yeah, the you know Moomoo's Moomoo's interesting. They, um, I mean, I, I've looked at all sorts of platforms. I've I've had accounts with all of, all the of different brokers, and because I, you know I lived through that move to online trading, um, I really you know have a, have a great interest in in who's doing what and how they're getting customers and how they're marketing and what their platforms do. And you know I was introduced to Moomoo because you know they Australia's first AI powered trading platform, and that sort of piqued my interest. I said, well, what, what's this about? And and then, um, you know, they asked me to come and work with them as a, as a market strategist to help engage with their customers. And um, and so I looked at the platform, you know, in, in greater depth. And, uh, you know, I found it really was uh, quite a breakthrough in trading technology. And uh, it started as a technology company that morphed into a trading platform. And I think that's the difference with a lot of other broking firms who start out as being brokers. And then they go, oh, we need a platform. And then they search around and try and build a platform. And um, you know, the founder of Moomoo was uh, one of the, you know, founding people at a company called Tencent in China, which is one of the, you know, the major, uh, you know, Chinese technology companies. And um, and so that's those kind of things piqued my interest. And so I delved into it a bit further. And the, the number of trading tools that it has, you know, is quite phenomenal. And I, I guess when I look back across, you know, my trading experience and, and new people coming into the market, and this will probably suit your audience in particular, is that you know most people come to the market they want to learn how to trade but they've got no idea what to trade and so what they end up doing is they either listen to friends or they 
um, you know, they go to social media and they go, oh, I heard this is a really good share tip or, or even worse, they get it from an Uber driver or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's no way to, to build a portfolio and it's no way to find stocks. But finding stocks is really hard. I mean, even professional investors, you know, they they have teams of people that are going around looking, looking, you know, where's the next Apple or Google? You know, how do I find the next Facebook? And, uh and so that's what Moomoo does. It uses a whole bunch of different tools to to help sift through the 20,000 plus stocks in the US, Australia and Hong Kong. And, you know, using various tools, there's a number of different, of the different ones, like a stock screener, for example. So you can, um, you know, you can put in some attributes and say, look, I just want a, co- a company that's been increasing its profits for the last three years and it's worth more than $50 million. And, you know, within... A couple of seconds, it'll go. Well, here's here's a list of 150 of them, and you can narrow it down further. Saying, "All right, well, tell me ones that um, have increased their profit by more than 15%." And so you can put all these different attributes in there, and it'll it'll narrow the field down and, and give you some uh, shares. And you can go, "Well, okay, well, I, I found you know some shares that fit my investment criteria." Then you can start looking into it a little bit further. And there's a hundred plus different tools and uh, attributes that you can put into that stock screener. You know, no, nobody else has that kind of stuff. And uh, so I found it really interesting to, to have that. And to help people learn where to find stocks is, uh, you know, I, I just see as a great benefit to people who are learning to trade, but it's it's a really good thing for Momo as well. And do you think the stock screener, would that be the best entry-level spot for like, if I'm a new retail investor and I'm looking to start, again, you're you're not sure if you want to do stocks, you want to do um, index funds, and you've you've downloaded the Moomoo app. You've got incredible technology at your fingertips. Like, is the stock screener you think the maybe the best thing that is helping the average retail investor get started, or is there like you mentioned AI? Is there something within the AI that's going to kind of be the best spot for a beginner to start? Well, there, you know, there's a couple of different ones. We have um, uh, we have our fund manager tracking tool. So, uh, you know, I often say, well, why follow some random on Reddit, you know, with uh, share tips when you can follow the world's best investors? So, you you know, we have a tool that allows you to, um, if you like, stalk or peer over the fence of what, you know, Warren Buffett's doing or Ray Dalio or George Soros. And so you can click on, you know, Warren Buffett's funds, for example, and you can see what stocks he's been buying and selling, how his portfolio is constructed, you know, I, I think it was about six years ago he pumped, you know, $100 billion into Apple. Well, you know, everybody could have done that and they would have made a lot of money because his investment's gone up significantly. So, you know, look at what the best investors are doing and that's a really good place to start. So that's one of them. I mean, the other one, the other thing we find quite often is that people come in to, uh, people like to trade things they're familiar with. So if people are familiar with Facebook or they're familiar with Apple or they're familiar with Tesla you know, they tend to say, well, you know, I want to trade Tesla. I want to trade Apple because I know what Apple's like, or I want to trade Tesla. So, you know, that's a, that's a really good place to start. And so you can, you know, you can look at Apple, you can look at Tesla and you can look at who's buying it and who's selling it. But you also might find, you know, as I say, the next Apple or Google. I mean, you might find that Ray Dalio, who runs Bridgewater, or used to run Bridgewater Associates, he's, you know, found some new tech stock and he's invested heavily in, um, you know, the fact that you can trade US shares really easily on the Moomoo platform is another thing um, because, you know, the Australian market is around circa 2% of the global equity market. So if you're only looking at Australia, you're really limiting yourself to a small number of companies comparatively. And, you know, why shouldn't you be investing in, in what's big in the US? So, you know, 
allowing people access to international markets, I think, is is really important and doing it really simply and easily. When I first started trading in the US, um, you know, you had to have your orders in by 11 o'clock and, uh, you know, they, they rang you up the next day and said, hey, you bought some shares. And it's like, oh, the market's moved 3%, but, you know, <laughs> and you're you're getting told that you bought shares at a certain price. Well, you know, those those days are like that for most traditional brokers. But with Moomoo, you, can, you get filled instantly on your orders. You know instantly whether you bought or sold it. Um, we have you know 16 hour a day access to US markets where we we have live access with uh, market makers who will give you know quote you live prices soon to go to 24/6 so you can trade stocks 20 you know 24/6 in the you know international hours and for Australians in particular that's that's interesting because uh, you know mostly they're asleep while the US markets are, are moving around so during the day if things are happening here in Australia you can access US markets when the markets are closed. And allows you to take advantage of opportunities and things like that. So you know, a bunch of tech like that, um, no, nobody else has here in Australia. So it's, it's really, I feel really uh, proud to be able to offer that to people. I think the, uh, there's a lot to be gained from it. Yeah, that is especially helpful for me because, you know, being based on the eastern side of the states, I do end up talking a lot about U.S. stocks and U.S. indices and, you know, a lot of the information I'm putting out there uh, to the pod universe. Sometimes I'm like, ah. I hope this translates. Like sometimes I'll I'll do an episode and I'll research it. And I'm like, you know, I just wasted you know two hours prepping for this episode, and people in Australia can't even make this investment. <laughs> it's like that was a waste, and I you know throw that away and, and start over. But it does look like you know when I'm I'm looking around on the Moomoo platform, the way you guys have made investing in U.S. stocks really is kind of head and shoulders above, and it you know it seems so easy. Like I would be so afraid to and one of the reasons why I use ETFs instead of doing mutual funds is cuz I don't like the end of the day you know nav pricing you're you know I I'm too paranoid to make that kind of purchase and I know that different people have different ideas of like well that's good for you it makes you more of a long-term investor but to make a purchase on a stock and then waking up the next day to see what has happened like <laughs> a lot can move within one day no one day is not going to change your world you know 10 20 years but it's not fun to you know make a $2000 investment and then all of a sudden you're down to 1800 and you wake up the next day because you know prices move so you know that is I I think that's great any way you can get into a larger market and you guys are helping folks do that that's pretty strong yeah well the universe is just so much bigger and uh, uh you know the markets uh, the markets are bigger the companies are bigger they they make bigger profits um you know there's great opportunities and uh in doing that and you know one of the other things that we have is we have this industry chain uh, analysis as well which is at, at the click of a button so let's you know if you like something like tesla you can you can look at Tesla and say, all right, well, what are the what are the companies that are making products that go into a Tesla? And that could be the graphite companies that are making the anodes that go into the batteries, or it could be, you know, downstream, it's the the retailers or the, you know, the people who are selling Teslas or doing aftermarket accessories or whatever it might be. And and so using things like that, you can discover companies that you've never even heard of. And so it's a bit like in the old days, uh, which you're probably familiar with talking about, um, you know, during the gold rush, you want to be investing in the guys who are selling the picks and the shovels rather than, you know, the gold mining companies themselves, right? Because they're the ones making the money. So. Right, right. Yeah. Being from Alaska, that one that one hits well. It's the guys, <laughs> especially now, it's like the guys that are selling the huge machines yeah. to sift through to try to find the small nuggets. They've guaranteed their profit. Like they don't care right. if the prospector finds gold or not. You know, they have made their share and it's away they go. 
And I was, yeah, I was poking around that the other day, actually, when you look at Tesla. So when you're on the Moomoo app, you can click on Tesla, then you can click on the down market, and then it leads you to, you know, lithium ion batteries, and then you can go to the battery companies, or you can then follow that to the mining companies. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of different depth that helps you even just kind of open up your mind, whether you want to invest in Tesla or not, that's not the point. Uh, when you're looking at all of the different investment opportunities that just surround the small sphere that is Tesla, yeah. you know, when you do that on a broader scale, a lot of what's happening in the States right now, you know, Congress passed this big, every, what is wrong with American, let's not get into politics, but they, <laughs> they passed this like, uh, what was it? Inflation Relief Act. Yeah. And within the Inflation Relief Act, they made some sort of law that for all clean energy companies, they have to be based in the United States. So now it's like there's this big rush and I've found myself looking for lithium companies that are in the States because, you know, main producers of lithium for like the Tesla Texas Gigafactory, uh, you you now have to find an American company if they want to put it inside of Tesla inside Texas. So it's like there's all these little hoops. So like using something like the Moomoo Industry Down could help you filter and find American companies that are producing lithium iron because that's what's going to be required under this new crazy bill that our finagled Congress is putting together. Yeah, and you know it's really there's so much information out there every single day, right? We thousands and thousands of pieces of information and. You know, navigating through that or sifting through it, most most people haven't got time to uh, to read all the news reports and everything else. So, having having tools that allow you to um, cut through all of that, and uh, you know, even just sort of curating the news. So, um, you know, you put a watch list in of twenty five stocks that you like, and you can curate the news. So you're only getting the, the news related to those companies, and you know, is is a real plus, and it really it makes it really easy then to say, all right, well, I'm going to focus on that, and uh, I think that's. You know, that's important. And um, as well as things like, uh, you know, we have pattern recognition. This is where AI comes into its own. You know, let's say you, you you like the way a stock is trading. And so you take that chart and you say, well, find me other stocks that have got a similar charting pattern. And so uh, you can click on a button. It'll come up with four or five stocks that are in possibly unrelated industries, but have similar trading patterns. And so you say, well, right, well there, you know, it's increasing its price based on volume. Um and it then extrapolates that out to you know four to six weeks and says, well, this is the kind of range of prices that this this stock might go to. So it just unearths stocks that you've never heard of before and uh, allows you to investigate them really thoroughly. And great ideas for trading. So um, you know you don't get that on a lot of institutional platforms. And on Moomoo, it's free. So all these things are free on the Moomoo yeah. platform. So you're not paying for it. Whereas you know it costs thousands of dollars a month if you can get them on institutional platforms. And when you're talking about that AI, the pattern trading, you're talking, it is looking at the candlestick charts and the movement up and down of what has happened for that specific stock. And then the AI technology is actually saying, okay, it, it looks like this is what is going to possibly happen in the future, helping you make a now investment decision rather than or a wait or kind of like that. That's what the AI technology is coming into effect, right? 100%. And um, and it's presented in a number of different ways. You can look at it in a chart form with a range of, of different outcomes for that for that share price. It could be as simple as, you know, there's a traffic light system um, and you might look at Apple and it analyzes all of the financial data. You can look at the number of cars that they produced in graphical form and it comes up with a, it says, you know, red light, green light or, or amber light for 
you know, um, this is this is a buy, this is a sell, or, or whatever. So it can cut to the chase really, really quickly. And most people haven't got time to do their research. And let's face it, it's it can be really confusing, and particularly when you're new to the market. So to have some of these tools that make uh, make things a lot simpler, you know, I think that's why when we launched in Australia, I get the question a lot about, well, what's different to Moomoo? You know, there's plenty of trading platforms there, and um, I say, well. You know, the other trading platforms don't have anywhere near this technology. So to have this technology to help people find stocks to buy, you know, the take-up has been extraordinary. And uh, so we think that that'll, that'll maintain a lead for us here in this market and allow us to take market share away from some of the incumbents. So if you're listening to that and you're scared because you're thinking, I don't even know what a candlestick chart <laughs> is, uh, I don't need to learn a bull flag, a bear flag, a head and shoulders, and a diverging pendant, the AI will just give you a, it's yellow, it's green, it's it's an easier way to get invested. So don't let the AI piece right there, if you're listening to this, scare you off because uh, it really is like, it, it's just a way to say, hey, you like this company, now might be a time to continue researching or hey, this is guns blazing, things are about to happen, go for it. And uh, I do like that it can either be set up for a technical day trader or someone who's just looking for a nice additional information, more education on a long-term investment for their retirement, their superannuation, their 401k, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's slick. I mean, it's not just a good-looking like app. I mean, you guys have done the the depth, and it really is a it's a good piece of technology. Yeah, look, we have 2,400 people in the company. Um, 1,700 of them are in the IT development space. So. You know, that's extraordinary. I've never seen anything like that uh, in, in my experience. And it just allows the company to refine things. We listen to our customers all the time. We get feedback all the time. Hey, can you do this? Or if only you had that. And and we can make changes relatively quickly. And um, a lot of other broking firms, you know, because they don't own their technology um, or maybe they're a broker first and then who, who added technology later on, they don't have the ability to make changes like that, uh, like we do. So we're evolving all the time. I think in 2022, you know, we had, I think, 600 different iterations of our of our platform, of, you know, additions and refinements. And that's pretty unusual in the, in the broking space. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're refining it all the time. I personally think that we have covered everything that we would ever want to cover, but do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to drop us off before we end today? Well, look, just for your podcast listeners, I think, uh, you know, wherever they are on their investing journey and, you know, it, it is a journey and you want to treat it like a journey and you want to keep learning all the time and you want to get the best tools available um, and you want to learn from the best. So to be able to sift through all that information easily, I think, is uh, is a real key. And the other thing is just learn about yourself. Learn about, you know, really be honest with yourself. What is your risk tolerance and are you an impulsive person? Are you happy to sit there and do research and take longer-term decisions? You know, the more you can learn about yourself and the way you trade, um, I think the better investor you're going to be. I told you I was impulsive in private. You weren't supposed to tell everybody. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, When you were talking about the Uber driver giving you stock tips, I was beginning to sweat a little bit. I was like, how did he know? (laughs) I I thought that guy knew what he was talking about. Ray, uh, not Ray Dalio. uh, Peter Lynch actually has kind of a quote around that. It's like, you know, investors, the average retail guy will like hear the next door neighbor mowing the lawn that he just bought XYZ stock and he'll throw 10 grand into it. But he's, you know, researching the type of Apple he needs to buy at the grocery store. It's like, you need to be able to do some more research before you get into some stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, don't listen to your neighbor on the next hot stock tip. 
do your research, hop on the Moomoo app, let the AI and the masters, heck, just follow Warren Buffett. The dude's the dude knows what he's doing. <laughs> I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to follow Ray Dalio and see what he's getting into these days. Uh, Matt, I've had a lot of fun. Thanks for hopping on today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And you've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.